Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Ryan. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and rockers who inspire us. Rocktail Hour is an affiliate of Amazon.com. If you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, it would be cool if you would first click on the Amazon.com link on the Rocktail Hour homepage or our affiliates page, and Amazon will kick a few bucks back to Rocktail Hour to fund this free podcast. Today, Ryan is going to bring us the story behind In the Ghetto by Elvis. Thanks, Tim. Well, it's been a long time coming. I think we need to do an Elvis song. We haven't done one yet. King of Rock and Roll, King of Rock and Roll podcast, the three old guys here. <laughs> and uh you know there's a lot of great Elvis I mean obviously there's a lot of great Elvis songs. Um this one in particular in the ghetto is great just because of the story it tells. Didn't Elvis do what does the fox say? Um uh, think <laughs> Oh no that's no, Elvis. No. Oh yeah. It does have a similar name, doesn't it? <laughs> um I'm sure that person won't quite have quite the legacy that Probably uh, that, not. That, that that Elvis has and I was going to mention this later but um uh, in uh, 2012 alone, Elvis still made $55 million. Holy cow. So it's pretty good for a, yeah, for a, a dead guy. I'm not wow. sure what does the Fox say has even made that much money. No, and yeah. no, and it won't have the legacy that Elvis has. In fairness, though, I like that song. Actually, can I admit that I do too? Yeah, it's kind of a Although guilty... I don't know if I want to hear it ever again. <laughs> it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but it's a pretty awesome song. I considered us doing a song, a podcast about that song, and now we kind of are. <laughs> now we are. In the Ghetto, the original title for In the Ghetto was In the Ghetto, The Vicious Circle, and I'll tell you why. No, wait, weren't you going to give us some cool statistic about Elvis? What do you mean? No, the the fox. Oh, yeah, it was just, oh, I don't want to get into that now, but it was just about like well, how- tell it now. Well, it was, you know, I guess it was kind of like a a favor ode to the guys who who eventually wrote this, who, who sang on the song. They were owed by, there's a, a, a talk show host in Sweden where they lived that- they owed a favor. They said, you know, write us this song and produce this song. It was just, it was a joke. Oh, no <laughs> it was kidding. a joke as a favor. <laughs> and it became, and I'm, I'm going to cut all this out because I. No, no, no. <laughs> leave it in. This is great. Great production has... value on the video for a joke, by the way, just so you know. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I bet the song probably came out first. And they're like, wow, this is, people are really liking this. Yeah. Let's make a video too. I have to say, and we'll get back to Elvis oh, here in will. just a second, but, um, it's not a bad song musically. My daughter dressed up as the fox for yeah. Halloween. There's some cool this parts is... of that song that musically are are pretty good. I I agree, it's not bad, but I I don't know why I feel totally embarrassed even talking about I'm it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I you love be. I love the part at the end of the song where the fox is standing up on his two hind legs uh-huh. and is no, and I'm serious when I say this and he's <laughs> doing he's doing something like dun 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 dun. dun. No, 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 no. He's sort of singing the blues at the end. I don't know what he's singing. (laughs) My kids would love if we did a podcast all about Yelvis or whatever his name is. Well, there you go. We just have. We we did, and they're going to be thrilled. Okay, so back to the king. Back to the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. If Elvis is the king, who's the queen of rock and roll? Little Richard? (laughs) <laughs> you've been waiting all year to do that I have. One, you? i've been waiting ever since you told us like a month ago you were gonna do this that's a, that's a great one um i'd vote for stevie Nicks, by the way really I, and and i just have no. to say that please no offense on that because i think little richard is as good as any performer 
I've ever seen. Little Richard is incredible, and I have nothing but the highest respect for Little Richard. Well, he's he's no Elvis. Well, he'll tell you that he is. Yeah, that's true. And he is a great performer. Elvis may have had real charisma, but Little Richard was an incredible performer. Stevie Nicks, though, huh? Stevie Nicks, queen of rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Or maybe Ann Wilson. Maybe it's a tie. Really? Hmm. What do you think, Tim? I'd still go with Little Richard over those two. (laughs) (laughs) If we're just basing it on talent, Little Richard. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, anyway... Back to Elvis Presley in the See if there's anything else I can do to stop you from starting. No, it's okay. (laughs) Go ahead. We've already started. No, really. Go ahead. The vicious circle. Yep. Let's talk about what Elvis thinks about growing up in the ghetto. No, actually, this was not written by Elvis Presley, but Mm. was written by a country singer-songwriter named Mac Davis, and he entered the Singers-Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2006. At the ceremony, Davis was asked about In the Ghetto, and he said, In the Ghetto was written from my experience growing up with a little boy whose father worked with my father. He lived in a part of town that was Dirt Street Ghetto. I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, and it was a ghetto in every sense of the word, but we didn't use that word back then. I was trying, I was trying to come up with a song called The Vicious Circle, how a child is born, has no father, and then the same thing happens over and over again. Ah, cool. Mac Davis is a great songwriter and a great performer in his own way. Yeah, I was um, looking. I was surprised he's, he's still around, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, he's, he, he continues, a friend of mine, Freddie Weller, who used to play guitar for Paul Revere and the Raiders, showed me a lick on the guitar one day. I went home, fiddled around with it. Basically, he stole the lick and wrote the song and called him up at four in the morning and sang it to him. He knew it, I he knew I had written a hit with his lick, but that's just the way it goes. Can we say that in a, fr- in a family-friendly podcast, stole the lick? <laughs> Stole the lick? Yeah. We just did. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the song is, it's pretty easy to, to if you have listened to it or know the lyrics, I'm sure you've listened to it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just a narrative of, of generational poverty. And it's, you know, something that's happened then, happens now. You know, a boy is born to a mother who already has more children than she can feed in the ghetto of Chicago. And the, the boy grows up hungry, steals and fights, purchases a gun, steals a car. And attempts to run, but is shot and killed just as another child is born in the city. Hmm. I just think it's, you know, it's a very soulful song for Elvis. I mean, I've listened to a lot of Elvis the last few days kind of preparing for this. And I don't think he has any song quite like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he sang serious songs. I mean, he cut how many multiple gospel albums? It's true. And I was actually looking. He, he He won multiple Grammys, but all the Grammys he won were for his gospel albums. Wow. Yeah, he never won any for his rock top 40 popular stuff. I had, a la- I had a lady on my paper route that had all of Elvis's albums. And every time I went to go collect from this lady for for the month's worth of papers, she would be listening to one of Elvis's gospel albums. And, you know, I'd be standing there as she was writing the check, and you'd just see all of these gospel albums and Elvis albums off to the side. Really? And... On an interesting note, she was also um, Rodney Dangerfield's mother-in-law. Oh, really? No, true story. <laughs> wow. Absolutely I've heard, true I've heard story. all the jokes about her. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when, she, when she sits around the house, she yep. sits around the house. Yep. Absolutely a true story. <laughs> well, this song was was Elvis Presley's uh, first top ten hit in four years. He had a you know kind of a drought at this point, you know at that point. 
Poor uh, Elvis. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it peaked at number three, and it was his first uh, UK top ten hit in three years, peaking at number two. Um, it was number one in Ireland. Wow. I'm not sure why, but it was. Um, you know, it's just a really sad song. It's um, kind of a iconic illustration of, you know, of what it's like to, I mean, I don't have personal experiences from this, but, you know, what it's like to live, grow up in the ghetto. Is ghetto a, a PC term nowadays? Do, do we actually use that term, the ghetto? Is there something something offensive about that term? Because I don't hear it very often. I hear it used a lot, but I I work in schools too, and I live in the ghetto. Okay, there you go. You remember back in the day, we used to have ghetto boxes. That's true. And and you know, I never realized. No, no, they weren't the ghetto term. boxes. They were called ghetto blasters. Blasters, yeah. And then the I, we call them ghetto boxes too. Really? Then or the term blasters, yeah. Then the term boombox came around, and yeah, I I don't it wasn't know PC maybe. I don't know. And now just the term ghetto is used as a as an adjective for something not just cool, kind not, of a disparaging term. Something yeah. tacky. Yeah. That's real ghetto. Yeah. Sort of like Lil Kim. What? Or the Kardashians. They're ghetto? Yeah. Okay. You know, it, I'm not sure what else I can say about the song itself, but I feel like since this is our first podcast about Elvis, we need to kind of talk about some of his accomplishments in general. Um, you know, it's estimated that Elvis Presley sold over 1 billion record units Holy worldwide, cow. more than anyone in record uh, industry history. In America alone, Elvis has had 150 different albums and singles that have been certified gold, platinum, or multi-platinum by the uh, record industry, with more certifications expected as research into his past sales continues, because some of the stuff they didn't, you know, they didn't record back then, but now they're going back and, hmm. and recording. And they're also doing research on his record sales in other countries. And it's estimated that, that 40% of Elvis's total record sales have been outside the United States. Although he never toured outside the United States. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I should never? say wow. three three concerts outside the United States, all in Canada. Holy cow. Yeah. That's it. So, Elvis Boy, had, imagine how much money he would have made if he was touring internationally. Yeah, with 40% of his sales coming from international. Wow. Yeah, but I don't think he needed any more money. <laughs> I'll bet he sang, though, when he was overseas in the Army. I wish I knew the story behind him in the Army. I don't know how that all came about to be but well that's cool he was in the army yeah he wasn't drafted he just volunteered i think, I think he was drafted i think and to who his, drafts elvis presley yeah and to his credit he went you know that's awesome I, maybe he wasn't drafted but i i can't imagine elvis just joining the army at the height of his popularity right i thought he was drafted I, yeah I I, he would have to have been drafted and that's where he he met priscilla Soon to be Priscilla Presley. She right. was like 16. She wasn't Priscilla Presley at the time? Well, no. She was Priscilla somebody. <laughs> and then um, he fell in love with her. And and she was like 16. He had to wait for like years before Two. they got married. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Elvis also had uh, no less than 149 songs to appear on Billboard's Hot 100 pop charts in America. Of these, 114 were in the top 40. 40 were in the top 10, and 18 went to number one. Wow. Yeah. His number one single spent a total of 80 weeks at number one. He also had over 90 charted albums, with 10 of them reaching number one. Uh, these figures are only for the pop charts and only for America. He was also a leading artist in the American country and R&B fields. You know, he kind of yeah, spanned over. genres, didn't he? 
in in the ghetto is is kind of a crossover sort of has a country feel to it it does yeah. i think he did that more in his later kind of like that suspicious minds which mm -hmm. i love that song kind of have the same kind of mm -hmm. feel to it if ellis had, had turned down this song the song would have gone to rosie greer wow. the, the, the uh a minister and formal professional football player that's right yeah rosie greer holy yeah. cow yeah <laughs> this was my dad's totally his favorite song of all times Really? He would tell you, every time it comes on and I hear it, I start to cry. Right. Well, that's all I have on In the Ghetto. It's good to finally get an Elvis podcast under yeah. our belt. Elvis, the king. That's amazing, some of those statistics. Well, thanks, Ryan. You can listen to a clip from the song on iTunes by clicking on the album link on the Rocktail Hour website. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong. If you have an interesting Rocktail of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for Rocktail Hour. If you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and rate us on iTunes. And until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on.